0: To electric avenue the podcast that's helping you navigate life with epilepsy uh today i'm joined once again by the host you met last time we got david Manchon. So hi on. everybody welcome uh back we're glad to have you with us and the subject of our episode today our other co-host mike sheehan
1: hello everybody and welcome back let's have some fun christian well done uh <laughs> introducing this as the episode about mike sheehan this is going to be all things mike Mike is a, uh, a young strapping 50 plus gentleman who uh, epilepsy came to later in life and we kind of wanted to find out how the hurdles he had to go over to uh, accomplish getting to where he is today and to, um, how to get through that struggle. So with that, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us kind of who you are, who you've been and uh, uh, what life with epilepsy is like. Well, let's
2: see, I come from the entertainment world. I was pretty much born with a microphone in my hand from being on stage, cruise director, uh, DJ, you name it, I've done it. Okay,
0: wait, I don't know, what was your <laughs> DJ name?
2: <laughs> DJ name, that's nothing, it was just me, it was a nightclub DJ, it's so. Just
0: Mike, yeah. DJ
1: Mike, all right, all right
2: and other entertainment world uh, experience
1: well I, on that i you know you brought up a fun thing here real quick about what is his a dj name mike we, you did leave out the fact that you were one time a what uh
2: straight a student
1: clown? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it was a clown
2: weren't oh, you a, no, weren't you a no, professional I clown
0: a, yes clown I for hire and clown
2: it, for hire that got me through college, yes. Oh,
1: very good. What was that? What was your yeah, name? What was, was your clown
0: name? name?
2: Back then, it was Tickles the Clown.
1: Yeah. What I mean. This is why Mike is avoiding talking <laughs> <laughs> That is not the name. personally the worst <laughs> name for a clown. <laughs> so we've put Tickles the Clown to bed, and uh, we'll move on. Uh, yeah. uh, I know you said you're uh, a crew director. That sounds exciting. Uh, uh, tell us about that. And
2: that's a 24-7 job. You're, I've seen the world, been all over the place, many, every culture I've met them all. But it was a lot of fun, 24-7 job while you're on the ships.
1: So this is, uh, when <laughs> you say cruise director, I got this uh, idea. You were, as a cruise director, you were like the Julie McCoy of, or gopher, of the love boat. Oh, man, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to age myself there too. So, uh, cruise director, when, uh, that sounds exciting. Um, and, then, and then what happened? You moved on in life to be a fitness trainer, I believe, correct? yes so <laughs> yeah. you're physically fit yeah. and so you're training, training people. i'm working for what a company that? yeah spinning classes what is yeah. it you're doing running are of... you lifting weights what are you what are you doing group exercises i'm doing
2: personal trainers one-on-one spinning yes did you do trx any zumba? any
0: zumba classes
1: did zumbas yes <laughs> oh, okay. I did zumbas. Yeah. Hey, i'd like to see that i think we could get a video we have hey, aerobics <laughs> <laughs> oh you didn't do aerobics? no i didn't do,
2: i just it uh, wasn't my cup of tea
0: jazzercise I did
1: that so, uh, doing that, and then how did seizures come into your life and how did everything get tossed up into the air?
2: Well, I just uh woke up one morning in a hospital saying, What the heck happened? and that night I went to bed and uh I had a seizure, I was with my girlfriend at the time and she called 911. I woke up in the hospital and then my life changed that day.
1: First seizure ever for out of the blue, out of the but blue, you know, just I'm started right.
2: happening and. Had another one a few days later, but in that process, I was dazed and confused about, what's this? I mean, everybody knows about seizures. You have, I mean, most people think it's all you do is fall down and go into convulsions, and that's what a seizure is. So at that time, I was confused, and then my job approached
1: me about... Your job approached work. you? How'd your yeah. job... So wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up. So you had a seizure. Um, It was a tonic-clonic seizure. Yep. All right, and you had a couple of them. You said you had yep. two. All right, and you're so you're just now finding this out, and then all of a sudden, that next thing you know, is like, wait a minute, uh, this affects my job. And how did that go down?
0: Well,
2: I was, at that time, I was like the face of this particular company, and I had between twenty five to forty classes, depending on the week that I was teaching. So I had to just, I just stopped cold just until I figured this out. So they were like, okay, what's going on? So okay. I had to tell them. Yeah, imagine this you had to is, get someone to yeah. step up and take your classes. Is, yeah.
0: is that a required thing though? To like, if you discover that you have epilepsy, are you like legally required to tell your employer? Or could I mean?
2: Technically, yes, but at the um, time I didn't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> but technically, like if you were if we were to hire someone, yes, you're supposed to uh, you know disclose. put that out,
1: disclose yeah. that out in the beginning,
2: which okay. comes of leads to
1: So they they found out, and you're now finding out, and then they then what what happened with your How did that go down?
2: Well, what happened? They basically gave me a choice. They said, well, you're welcome to still work here, but you're a liability now. We can't have you out on the floor or teaching classes if you have a seizure. Until those are under control and we know more about what's going on, we're going to have to demote you or put you in another position where you're not in
1: charge of anybody,
2: (laughs) basically. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 So life changing. All of a sudden, the guy who likes to be out in front of everybody leading the way in the the exercise. And now we're we going to put you behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. I can imagine that was just like devastating. Yes. And so how did, uh, how did you resolve it?
2: Uh, I, we just came to a mutual agreement. I, I retired. I, I wasn't sure of what epilepsy was at the time. I knew, you know, the the stigma that came with it, but I just ended up retiring and they said well if you retire they'll give me a little package deal and get me out of there and keep my insurance going until i get back on my feet but i had no choice they were not and they did it in a very legal way trust me yeah. it's a big company but they were basically saying either take this or you're out yeah they they're, you're, you're they're, they're right yeah. They, so, they so have, i
1: went with the out yeah they had the yeah. option to, yes. to, to, to a, say. Thank you for. So. <laughs> For
2: 20 years, I appreciate it. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well,
1: I'd say, John, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a real thing, especially with yeah. people with epilepsy, but also with people who maybe don't understand or people who hire companies and, their fear of what if the what if you have a seizure, like you said, mm. uh, uh spotting someone at, with free weights. There's a can't really have that, I would yeah. say. So it'd be like um, oh, what would an airline do if the pilot found out he had seizures? All of a sudden you can't have a <laughs> pilot and flying a plane with a seizure. So there's there is a give and take. It's not a one-sided, oh woe is me. It's like the company also has a legitimate um things to think about, but it is life-changing. And, and it, I understand how, yeah. how did you Pick yourself up from that and move forward. Ah, now, that's a whole other story. So,
2: that turned into even though we live in a, a HIPAA law state and no fault state and a right to work state, it, once you mention, like I was mentioning earlier, that you have a disability. And all of a sudden, you're overqualified. Oh, the position has been filled. You can't find
1: another
0: job. Oh, you're and
2: now running into the, <laughs> on the
1: front end yes. as you apply, being honest Just and upfront.
2: Already disqualified. Already disqualified. Well, they had reasons, sure. But I mean, coming overqualified for a cook job when you're getting desperate. I mean, I was I was applying at the hospital. I got that job at the same time I got this one, but uh, as a people pusher. That well, was and great- I.
1: I bet you a ton of people can relate to that. Is all of a sudden, I just can't get hired. And yeah. it has nothing to do with anything other than Your that skills, person. Yeah. While that person on the other side says, oh my goodness, this I could be risking something here. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you, um, that is, I guess, why it's so important here at the Epilepsy Association of what you do as the uh, education and awareness uh, coordinators our job is to the more that people know the more that uh we get word out there and 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 the stigma and fight the stigmas uh of epilepsy and seizure then the better uh people be in a position who are maybe making that hiring decision
0: well right. and i was gonna say because in 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 my time uh learning about epilepsy it's very manageable most of the time exactly it, it's can be very, you know, it's very life-altering, very confusing when it first comes about or it's introduced, but with proper medication management mm-hmm. and right routines, yeah. treating your body right, there, there's plenty of ways to ensure that you do not have repeated seizures. So really, somebody that is putting that on their, you know, resume or like telling their employer, if the employer had any sort of knowledge of, oh, well, you know, what if they don't even have tonic-clonic type seizures? Mm-hmm. What if it's this type and it, you know. Or if they're under control. Are you yeah, exactly. Saying- oh, well, that's what there's, it's the
2: myths and the stigma that, with, that comes with it. it people mm-hmm. don't know about it. It's just like you said, they need to be educated about it. So what I did finally learn coming to, I mean, luckily I got hired here, but prior to that, I was already starting to, after a few months, I was starting to get some jobs lined up after I figured out how to work the system. And the best way was, if you don't put what type of seizure you have for one, and I was waiting to the like third interview, the callback, until right. I mentioned it. So yeah. I get that part out there, yeah. and then say, "Hey, yo, listen, by the way," and then explain it to him. This is what happens. It's under control. Is there a chance?
0: Yes. It's a lot easier to explain to the like face to face, rather than, than Once, just seeing a little yeah. yes marked on a
1: exactly. On an well, I would I would uh, venture to guess that there's a lot of people out there who just don't even reveal it Who just sit there and say it's not worth the risk of not being able to get hired and all of a sudden i'm not revealing it um at all and when it happens that's when they'll find out and what you know that's unfortunate but i imagine there's a lot of people out there uh who go through that and just say you know what uh not that's not something i'm going to share and uh, a lot of people do that right and then um Mm -hmm. and that which leads to other things yeah someone who has seizures not telling uh the DMV or whatever, or or being honest about not
0: driving after having a seizure, or exactly. um, or those kind of things. So well, here in Florida, it's I believe you had to have not had a seizure for six months. Yeah, but it also, is there any way? That, who, who, how do they enforce that? How do they do? <laughs> it's it's the
2: honor system, uh, and an only person that reports it. Uh, places like us, medical facilities, all that. It's not it's not required to report. That someone had a seizure. So if I came into my doctor's and said, "Hey, I had a seizure the other day," they're not going to report it. The only way it gets reported, and only people that do report it, is if there's the first responder at the scene, usually a police. Police will report it to the DMV.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but, but but let's make sure we understand. It is against the law in the state big. of Florida yeah. to drive within six months after having a seizure. Oh, it's
2: an honor system. No, but, the, it <laughs> no, 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 but it is a The penalty is huge. No, no. It is. If You, God forbid, kill someone. Sure. It's straight to prison. No questions
1: asked. Well, and you were showing so, me that video. Uh, yeah. We had that video you showed me the yeah. day. I thought it was fan- not fantastic. I got the wrong word. Uh, well, very eye-opening. Young man has a dash cam because he has, has had seizures in the past or, mm. or has a dash cam. Um, and he had a seizure while driving yeah um, and we 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 are watching his dash and we are <laughs> physically watching his eyes roll back and his, him having a seizure and the car keeps moving bouncing moving off moving the cars and <laughs> yeah. it, it did and, 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 and until he actually runs in and hits something did he stop and all of a sudden it's like oh my goodness thank goodness nobody was hurt in that situation but oh my goodness that's kind out of, on the street yeah, yeah, if someone kind of. does not, uh, of following that, or if someone does have a seizure, that's that situation? I mean, I, our building alone has been struck by non-seizing <laughs> drivers. Nonetheless, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. might be well, the and it, lo- location, it, location, yeah. location, <laughs> right. and,
2: and that's where it comes back to as well. If the employer hires and you, did not tell them if you, God forbid, have a seizure and get hurt, right? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna suffer that cost. But let's just say you get hurt on the job, and it wasn't due to a seizure and they find out you have a seizure, they can say, well, you didn't tell us. We don't know if it was a seizure. You're gone. Wow. Well, so a there's a reasons. lot of things that Just, come yeah. with it. So it, it, it really does rock your world when it comes to job
0: application. Well, kind of going beyond uh, that, you know, <laughs> the, you've know, you now had time to process it. You're, you're learning what it is uh, that you actually are dealing with and what you actually have. What What's sort of the other bookend to this story? Like uh, what brought you to where you are now, which, as far as I know is you know you, you have a proper medication you're managing yep. it yeah. and you have had a seizure for years well no months, months. <laughs> yeah well. At the beginning of the year I guess what yeah
2: I've had one but yeah it's it they're far and few the seizures that I have but they're under control I t- took four medications until you find it which you know it's not like taking aspirin and your headache goes away you got to see which one works so I had to go through four without side effects and finally one works but yes, it's manageable. It does happen. I think even since you've been here, I've had a. I just came in and said, "Hey, look, I'm having a good day," and I left. I went home right away before anything happened. So you get signals. So it's like, sometimes a, but it's not signals so
1: is that like you yeah. get an aura, right? Yeah, right. kind of just something. just
2: don't feel right. Yeah, something. So you, you, you get to know your body at first. I, I I don't really have any tell signs, but if something's off. Then I just think, well, okay. And you have, and,
1: and, and you got, you have a good life mate that kind of helps you. Yeah. Say, hey, maybe you need to take it easy. So maybe tell us about that support uh, uh, yeah. uh, in your life.
2: Yeah, that's my dog Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's actually saved my life three times. So uh, I mean, one time I had a seizure. I woke up, and somehow he must the way I was laying in, and the way things were projected all over my face. I was on my back choking and he somehow knew before training wow. just to pull me over on my side yeah and was there the whole time until i came around so yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah and he's gotten me through other situations and unfortunately i have diabetes so whenever my blood sugar drops low he starts hitting me with his head
1: hey i found that to be interesting is <laughs> yeah, that you get incredible. signaled by rufus and i, I assumed it was for seizure, but yeah. like you said maybe it's diabetes so wow the, those animals they have senses they yeah. uh uh, can maybe, I don't know, smell or taste mm-hmm. or uh, sense something. But yeah, the fact that he lays his head on you and bangs his head into you is, is a signal. That is yeah. so wild to me. That's you know, so valuable too. It right? is. I,
2: Even with the seizures, he he recognizes those too because I'll wake up and he's right here in my face. You like, know, something so you, you on. he knows. You
0: mentioned training. Um, yeah. is Did you have to put him through a specific training process? He's in the process, yes. Okay.
2: But he automatically knew. The girls I've already met with said, wow, he's halfway there.
1: So, so dogs can be certified to be, what, couple, seizure companions? Yeah, they're seizure
2: alert, seizure warning dogs, mm-hmm. which can just, a warning dog, is just
1: bark, 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 to
2: get someone's attention, yeah, sure. you know, or a appearance. But then there's ones that come up to, you know, cost the sixty, dollars to $100,000 that can do all kinds of things. It can even dial 911, can be trained. Wow, so, okay, wow,
1: wow. Yeah, a so lot, they,
2: they learn all of it, how to pull them over, this, that. They
1: teach them everything. But those now, are very expensive. So I, I, I'm not going to jump, back to something you said earlier. And and Christian, you actually brought up uh Mike being able to manage his seizures and and getting into that protocol and that. But um one of those other big life changes for you, Mike, uh and I uh, that was um, you know, you brought up diet uh and, and how you eat and how you take care. Tell us about that and how uh, how that plays into your managing your seizures.
2: Well I guess that would come under diabetes as well. Uh Let's just say since my first seizure, I haven't had a drink since. And I'm not an alcoholic, but I don't drink alcohol. I don't do any extracurricular activities outside of, you know, legal medication. You know, I stopped all the alcohol and unfortunately my biggest weakness is sugar. So any sweets, so I had to cut back on that. I mean, I can't have it in my house because if I hear if there's a piece of cake in my house, it's calling me. Mike, come (laughs) eat (laughs) (laughs) me. <laughs> so I, I don't even keep it in my house. So it's definitely and everything's been well, completely not, I, changed as far right. as diet. You, goes.
1: So wow. when we're talking about um seizure, and epilepsy, keto diet comes up a lot. Does that come into play with diabetes, with uh, seizures, with it, uh, it does?
2: In your life? Keto can play a role, and it does for seizure. Basically, what keto does, it takes out your carbohydrates and your sugars. By raising your sugar, as your raises your anxiety which can trigger a seizure. And that's what it was. Originally, people don't realize this, but keto diet was created over 100 years ago, and it was created for children with seizures. Wow. Because it would take out that sugar that gets them so amped up. The carbs, all the anything that's affiliated that can turn into sugar. That's what triggers a seizure. So
1: are you on a keto diet? No, I don't eat meat. <laughs> you don't eat meat. <laughs> no? Wow, that's the anti on the anti keto diet. Yeah, yeah. So, what is that—a vegetarian, yeah. a vegan? Yeah,
2: I've been a vegetarian since the I think early mid '90s, I guess. But okay. yeah, yeah. So it it took out a lot because you do you eat more carbs as a
1: vegetarian, right?
2: But you just got to find different ones to eat. Also, okay. different ways. So, no reason. But being the, in the fitness business, I've done all these different types of diets for my clients and stuff sure. like that, tried them out. So, I'm well familiar with the nutritional aspect of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's but just, you're in tune to that. I and mean, it's yeah, important It's to it's you managing your days. seizures nine and days. obviously your diabetes. Yeah. And
2: I have to eat. When I feel like I don't need to eat, but I have to eat on a rate, I have to have a three course meal a day or it will trigger seizures. Okay. Interesting. And a lot of people don't do that. Younger people like this young man over here sometimes go without breakfast and lunch. Oh,
1: I I only eat dinner. I'll have have, um, two or three cups of coffee. That's called breakfast. And then uh, about 5.30, (laughs) I'm banging around the fridge going, what am I making for dinner? So I kind of do that. And I know that's... Probably it's first, ahead, uh, but uh, that's not
0: good. Intermittent
1: fasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they <found> a, <laughs> yeah. They found a, <laughs> the. intermittent <laughs> fasting. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. But I want to go back to the. Um, all right. So the diet's important in that you you had a, a, a you were well into your nutrition diet um, long before that, but that maintaining knowing yourself, managing your diet, managing your medication, um, managing listen sleep and mm-hmm. i know you struggle with that mm-hmm. how you know how does that play in well, it's a whole life thing it sounds it's a li- like. it, it Well, it's it yeah, yeah,
0: like we're just we're talking about all these different facets but really uh, it, when, once you realize that you have epilepsy you now have to approach life with a lot more discipline, a yes. lot more care in just about every aspect, right? You gotta take all the blinders off. It
2: does, it changes your relationship with people. It changes your lifestyle, your eating style. Sleeping, I've never, I've always had an issue with. I still, you know, I was up all weekend. So <laughs> it's tough, it's very challenging. But sleep deprivation, you know, take not taking any medication is your first trigger, of course. Uh, stress is your second trigger for seizures. And then sleep deprivation would be your third. So uh,
0: those three yeah. are
2: key and then your diet and you got to change it. you have to eat, you have to focus on your mental health. Your mental health is a huge thing. that's your stress. I, I so. can only imagine as someone that
0: I personally deal with mental health uh, and have for many years, getting told that you basically have this diagnosis, that alone is you know more than enough reason for somebody to start to develop. Yeah. Uh, the signs of depression and anxiety, and now the world is a scarier place, and mm-hmm. so it, it, it's almost like you you get this physical ailment, and then along with it comes this bonus package <laughs> that you you really don't have any way to outrun, mm-hmm. in, unless you really are being very intentional about right. how you're living your life, which not easy to do. Uh, you know, it, it's quite easy when you're like, oh, I'm very depressed. It's like, well, I'm be easy to numb out and you know yeah and drink some alcohol tonight, but that, that's not an option. No, no,
2: mental mental issues and epilepsy are hand in hand. So many people just give up. A lot of unfortunately, our patients they just throw in the towel, they're tired of the battle, they can't drive, they can't get a job, they can't keep a relationship. It's just it adds a lot to yeah. your life and the stress. And so, the mental
1: aspect of it is
2: is huge. Yeah. So the
1: the importance of maybe getting that mental health treatment or finding those avenues and those resources to get help with that since you know that's going to be there what would you how would you i know you at one point you were a case manager helping people through these um no one better to help than someone who actually lives it but how what would your recommendations be and your referrals be to someone who's newly to epilepsy and just or or, and and just saying i can't manage this
2: yeah it's that's a that's a challenging question there's several ways first of course Check with your professionals. Yeah, no, it is important to tell the professional like you are with your doctor. Let them know that you are having issues of some sort, if it's depression, if it's psychological. But the hardest thing at that point is,
1: is if you will do that. So let's say, you, you, but maybe you... you don't even have those kind of relationships and you don't reach out and it's tough reaching out to doctor's mm. office, just, just, uh, hanging on on hold uh, alone. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, all, all the paperwork, <laughs> all the... What about finding organizations out there? Cause I know, mm. uh, you know, here at the Epilepsy Association, uh, we do medically help people, but we also help the community and other, uh, aspects, yeah. uh, in case management. Maybe are there other organizations that do this?
2: Yeah, and not only thanks to COVID, it's, there's a lot of virtual. You can do one-on-ones and you can do group support groups. There's tons of mental health association for one is a great one. There's, of course, the numbers 988. That's a good one. And they can send you to different communities. But if you go online and just put in epilepsy support group, you'll see a plethora of people that come up. And different organizations
1: well, and that, that
2: are free and i, I imagine that, <laughs> and they're anonymous too even which if is people, another good yeah, yeah it was a big
1: thing for a lot of people with social issues is anonymous at first is that and I, yeah. I would imagine so, so I and that and there's so many but now let's say someone's listening to us out of the area I mean should they i mean would same thing or same thing same thing it, yeah. i
2: don't care what part of the country you're in even in different countries you know most Western civilizations have that type of technology now it's The mental health issue has been brought to a whole nother level, which I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with. So reach
1: out to your epilepsy organizations, your mental health, but I would say, one of the things I I would think is reach out to uh, connect with other people who are going through what you're going through. So if you're having seizures uh, and disorders, maybe you're a new parent uh, and you're dealing with a child who's just starting to have seizures, you can find that support. Other people who have walked that walk and have come out the other side and maybe could help guide you. And I would think a lot of what yeah. you do, Mike, is talk to people about not only your experiences, but how you got through that beginning phase, how you got back to employment and how now you manage your life. Yeah, you're okay. right. And, and that's one of the
2: big things with me starting out here as a case manager. Once I told the patient that I had seizures myself, the ice was broken and then they opened up. And by reaching out to places like us, even even your church, some churches are really supportive in this area, but find the epilepsy road as a key.
1: One in 26 people will develop epilepsy. One in 10 will have a seizure in their lifetime. So it's not uncommon. So I would, yeah, reach out, find that support, find those people. People have gone down this road um, and you should not feel alone and i i I really want to make sure we hit that point home that you are not alone and uh mike mike sheehan thank you so much what (laughs) what a story we could do this all uh, for another two hours uh very exciting and probably down the road we'll do another episode uh, about you um but thanks again for sharing and being open to i think your experiences and your willingness to share them is certainly going to help uh, others at least maybe feel more comfortable uh, to to be able to reach out or know that, hey, this can be life-altering, but it doesn't have to mean the end of of your life.
2: It's true. I refuse to let epilepsy rule my life. It's the decision I made a couple weeks after it happened and I realized the changes that came with it and I just, I will not, I refuse. Yes, I have to adapt. No, I don't ride motorcycles. No, I can't go scuba diving anymore. But I'll find other things to do. Wow.
1: Well, and I would
0: argue that Rufus rules your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our first full length episode. Uh, we're excited to give you more content. We are excited to come back with more guests, more people with stories that we would love to hear about. Um, we also have a, an email uh, electricavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Send us in some of your questions and we'll talk about them on air. We're excited to keep on this journey down the electric avenue with you and uh we'll seize you later <laughs> well, well electric avenue is proudly sponsored by the epilepsy association an organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for persons affected by epilepsy